0: What's happening? What's happening? Y'all come on in this room, man. Come on in the room. Getting everything set up for you guys, man. We got a great show lined up for you. Uh, Apologies for being a little late. (laughs) Well, it's a lot late, you know. (laughs) 60 time is real. I don't care what nobody tell you. 60 time is real. But nonetheless, we're gonna get this thing started up. I had something that I had to run out and do real fast and get taken care of this morning. But I am here to give y'all this work, man. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. Thank you guys, thank you guys again. I'm cutting off all devices so we don't have anything uh that's going to jeopardize. You guys, getting this work this morning? Getting this work uh, again? um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the show. This is going to be a great one. Uh, It has been something that I've been battling and dealing with for quite a quite a little time now. And the thing behind it is is it's the big conundrum. It's the big catch twenty two. The big question and i get it i understand it truly i do i, I truly i uh, i i get it i understand it but it's the question that we all should ask ourselves because it's not just in one particular category or another what it's dealing with is it's just a straight up question why do people take advice or seek advice um from others who don't have a business, not just in the business world, but a lot of times we take advice from people that's nowhere near, they're not even in the same stratosphere as the situation that we're in, uh, be it relationships. Uh, a lot of times we seek advice from single people and we are in a relationship. Why? Why, why do we do that? <laughs> well we, we ask people about buying houses that don't uh can't tell you how to buy a house we we, we talk to people about our taxes on what to file how to file and they can't even do it not just individual people a lot of times that you know that a lot of us we go to tax preparers or auntie who've been doing taxes in the hood for 15 20 years and she can't tell us, how to claim certain deductions or how to uh put let me get my mic out of the way because i have my lapel mic on uh, uh they can't tell us what we need to do because one if, if if they if the majority of people that we seek advice from or information from if they had the answers Why does it never drive us to ask the question, well, why aren't they themselves doing it? You know, so that's why I wanted to put this episode together, because I think it's so important. We have to start asking these questions and we have to start seeking out the people that have the information to put us in the situation that we want to be in. In other words, if uh um uh, if 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 i want to be i remember when when i first started uh learning from my business advisor he gave me some pertinent game i mean some very viable game he said he said robert he said what you want to do is find somebody's lifestyle that you like and when you find the lifestyle of the person that you like then you have to do what they did to put them in that situation or in that lifestyle that you like. If I want to own a Bentley, I'm not going to talk to somebody who owns a a Ford Focus. He can't tell me how to get that Bentley. Good credit, bad credit or not, that has absolutely nothing to do with it. Because there is a certain way for you to move or maneuver in order to have the things that people of stature have. Um, I, I just posted this video recently, uh, it was a reel, to where um, the guy's name is Richard and, uh, and his, his platform is called The Rich Get Richer, Richard. And, and that's his name, Richard. And, and he, he dropped this jewel that, and it, it was just like, okay, that was the confirmation that I needed to do this episode. He dropped his jewel. He said, you spend tens of thousands of dollars going to college to get an education by a teacher or a professor that don't have a business. Let that marinate in your spirit for a little bit we spend as parents we spend thousands tens of thousands of dollars college ain't cheap no more y'all they already in the 100,000 dollar range i mean i'm talking about i mean just to go to um 10 20 years ago i mean and i get it the business strategy is they had they charging all of this extra money because All of these colleges now want to have outstanding sports programs and they need to bring in the big-name coaches and all of that stuff. I mean, Nick Saban doing $12 million a year. Do you think the University of Alabama is still going to be charging $7,000 a year tuition? No, they got to pay that man. (laughs) Avery Johnson, the uh, point guard for uh, 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 um, the uh, San Antonio Spurs, who played professional NBA for a long time is the basketball coach or was the basketball coach for the University of Alabama. That man's not going to go in there and be coaching football for $200,000 a year. So I I get the business model. I get the business model. So schools, same education, same textbooks. I remember when I was growing up in school uh, uh, and, and we're talking about elementary school, I had textbooks that was from the 70s. One particular book that uh, uh textbook that I had, my older brother had his name wrote in it on the card. That's back when you had to the, when they issued you books, you write your name on the card back then in those days. So it's same education, but they're charging 10. Sometimes one hundred times the amount you used to can go to junior college for two grand a year. Two grand. Now your jucos are charging five, six, seven thousand dollars a year, and your four-year universities and colleges are charging all the way up to ninety-eight thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. But here's my point: we're paying. That kind of money to somebody who's teaching us how to uh whatever major you want to major in, you're paying that kind of money to somebody who don't have no business. So wouldn't it make you wouldn't it force you to ask yourself the question? Um, something is wrong here. How can you tell me this is what I need to do in order to be successful and comfortable in life, rich, have a lot of money, live life on my own terms, but you are not doing it? If if I was going to be a CPA uh, or uh, I am going to learn how to trade on the stock market and my college professor is not a trader. I mean, and some of those traders, man, make millions. Grant Cardone started out on, the, on Wall Street. And, and, and if you follow him and learn his process, or just, just listen to a couple of his his uh uh his his podcast, this man is literally telling you for free how to acquire the wealth that he has. It's amazing that sometimes it comes back full circle and the teacher learns from the student. Now, I would we would love to believe that these individuals, they love and care about people so much that they are going to deny themselves <laughs> a comfortable lifestyle and riches just so we, students, can come up and be more than them. So now, get to the the topic that's at hand today. Why do why do we listen to people, or why do we seek advice from people that don't have a business? If if I am a worker and I'm talking to my coworkers, the vision came to me, the dream came to me. God blessed me with this dream. He blessed you with your dream. He he, he gave you the plan. But the first thing that we do oftentimes is we'll tell somebody that God didn't give the dream to. We'll tell somebody that God didn't give the vision to. And what happens? I don't think it's really so much intentional in all cases. Now, some cases there are that crabs in the bucket effect. A lot of times it is. I'm, I would love to say 70, 80 percent of the time is the crabs in the bucket effect. You can't tell big dreams to small-minded people. And, and, and what happens, we'll tell this person, our, our we cool at work, we work the same job, we're on the same line, we're pretty much in the same economic, social circles, and we will ask them, "Well, what do you think?" Huh, Here's a hint. They don't know. They can't tell you, so what that person reverts to is because they don't want nobody wants to look uneducated or like they don't have uh, good ideas. Oftentimes what happen is, man, you're not the leaders' good job. man, that man paying us good. now if if you go all the way back, that that is not that has been in play for hundreds. If not thousands of years, man, th- that boss treats us good, man. He only, he only, <laughs> he only, he only, he only forces us to give up two thirds of our life or a third of our life, while he is enjoying all of the riches. He enjoys all of the riches but he forces you so what that person does that 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 coworker that coworker worker say man man I, I'm I'm good man they'll make they'll make it sound like working that job is the best thing since sliced bread now don't get me wrong ladies and gentlemen i am not telling anybody to just up and quit no first thing you have to do is you have to have a plan that's the first thing When you receive the vision or you receive the idea or you get the dream, you need to start going to work then to plan how to make that dream or that vision comes to fruition. You got to put it down and you put it down on paper. I I watched something one time where Steve Harvey said he, he gave the scripture in the book of Habakkuk about write the vision down and make it plain. So when it comes to you, you need to at that time write it down. It don't say nothing about share it or ask somebody else. See, sometimes I believe in a lot of cases we minimize just how well thought out God's plan is. And in the um uh, regardless of whatever faith you practice that really doesn't matter. But in the Quran it says that His ways are not our ways. And when he plans, his plan, he is the best of planners. So if God is already, he's already planned out how to make our lives better. He's already written out how to make our lives better, whether you're Christian, uh, Muslim, or Buddhist, or whatever. It's already in a book somewhere of how our lives can be better. All we have to do is follow the plan, And then when he gives us that dream or that vision, all we have to do is write it down. Now, what does writing it down do? Writing it down forces you to look at now what's in your head. A a, a vision or a dream not written down is only a wish. We have to start training our minds in order to think that way. Let me make sure my mic is on. We have to start formulating in our minds that way. If you don't write it down, it's only a wish. Now, when you write it down, now you are forced to put those plans into motion. Well, how can I make this happen? And again, it doesn't, it's not for us to go and ask somebody who's on the same playing field as us because they don't know how to give us that information. I was talking about uh, uh, a week ago I think I did this episode to where uh it was another post that I put up about how people can own a free house how to how how to buy a house for free that stemmed off of another episode of how to buy a car for free now here it is the information has been given out there to show you how to do it now to sum this all up I think the base base, denominator is is fear we're scared to do it even though we are presented with the information presented with the game plan we're shown the dream we are shown the vision how to do it but we're afraid and so we go to somebody else and ask them who don't know how to do it now uh i was telling a friend of mine i said man a lot of times this sounds fantastic But this information has been around for years. And people have been doing this for hundreds of years. I spoke about the waterfall method that was put into play by R.D. Rockefeller, J.D. Rockefeller. J.D. Rockefeller implemented the waterfall method and how to secure the bag, not just the bag. I'm talking about a, a vault <laughs> to establish legacy money, not passive income, not uh, portfolio income. We're talking about financial wealth. Now, first thing that I did when I got that information, I didn't ask somebody who was on the same level that I was on because I already knew they can't tell me. What I did do, I sought out somebody who was way up the financial chain that was willing to talk to me. And then, now, he didn't give me the game, but what he did was he said, you need to talk to this person here. And that led me to my lawyer. And my lawyer sat down. He took the meeting because of the, the network something key, your network is directly connected to your net worth. So that's one thing we have to do is put ourselves inside of the circles of the people that have the information, because they might not be able to break it down and give it to us play by play, but they know somebody that can give it to us play by play, which led up to how I established my trust fund. So he took the meeting based on the connections of the network And he sat down and he broke down everything on how I need to do it. So while I'm in the office, I'm writing this information down, not only the information that he's given me, but this is setting up for me how to put this plan into motion to bring about this waterfall method within my own family. Now, if I, had, if I had have talked to someone that was on this, in the same socioeconomic circles that I was in, what they might have known... Now, one thing, and here's the other thing, that's a drawback from sharing it with people that we are familiar with. A lot of times, if they do know, they're going to hang on to it and choke the information. That's what we call gatekeepers. or what the young people call gatekeepers now. They want a gatekeep. They're like, well, wait a minute, man. You've been knowing this the whole entire time. Why you didn't share this? I want my family to eat good, too. I want my family to live good, too. Now, the, the, the illusion that's out there is, well, all I did, man, I just worked hard, saved my money, and, and good credit. Listen, family, let me drop something to you. You cannot save yourself to a million dollars. You cannot. It is literally, mathematically impossible for you to save yourself to be a millionaire. Nobody. And I can bet you a dollar to a dime. If you ask anybody who's a millionaire that you know, they did not save a million dollars. What they did, they took their money and they invested it in certain different businesses or uh, they started their own business and then that money to become a millionaire is earned. It wasn't saved. They made that happen, which is the difference. Now, again, if there's anything that I can leave with you guys today, is anything that I can leave with you today, whatever idea, Whatever um, dream or whatever pathway you want to take in life, first, seek out the person or the people that are already in your industry or in your business or in that service or, with, or selling that product. Seek them out. Even if you can't talk to them physically, follow them on social media. Follow their podcast because they're dropping jewels. We always drop jewels and gems on how people can uh, uh, move the needle and get further along in life. Then, even if the information sounds a little perplexed, all of us can read, ladies and gentlemen. There's nothing stopping us from doing the research. Reading is the basis of your research. So when I re- even when I receive information, sometimes it might be over my head at the moment, but I know how to read. Google will tell you everything. <laughs> I, I put up a post last week. Uh, um, well, actually, it was the other day, and, and and it was it was stemming off of again how to get that house for free. No, it was it was talking about the bank system and how the banks. If you guys follow me, you'll see that post to how it te- it breaks now. How the bank takes your money and loans your money out ten times, makes a profit off of it, and then only pay you four percent. Now think about that. You 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 deposit a thousand dollars into the bank. They're going to take 900 and they're going to loan out that 900 to somebody else who's coming in asking for a loan. Now, the person that they loan that money out to is going to be charged interest. Now, they're going to take uh, the money that they're paying back in the form of that repayment. Then they're going to take that and loan it out again. So now they do that nine times. Let's just say, uh, for the sake of the math and the conversation, they take $900 and loan out $100 to nine people. Each one of those people are going to be paying interest off of that $100 that they have. Right? Now, when the bank makes their money back off of it, they're only going to give you 4% on the on $1,000. They're only going to give you 4% on the $1,000 when, look at it, they have just made 36% on the other nine people that they charged to to pay them back. So the guy came on and he put up a post. He said, that's not correct. That's from the the Sensuous Trust, uh, uh, VU Trust. Now, Sensuous VU Trust, at the time, I wasn't familiar with that term. What I did was I went and Googled it. Come to find out, that goes all the way back to the Renaissance age, when the French had influence over Europe. Now, in that banking model and structure, he was correct. But guess what? We're not in France. We're not in the Renaissance age. We are far removed from the Renaissance age and i was like brother that's not actual fact the federal reserve and the international bankers have far separated from that type of banking transactions we have way far separated from those type of transactions and at that time now a little part of it is still in the play the insurance part because Most people, when you open up a bank account, that banking officer slips in an insurance policy inside of you opening up a bank account. The average person don't know that. The average person don't know that. And this is the part where he was talking about. See, yes, yes, the the banking structure has taken some things. Because there is no better money to wage your bet on than an insurance policy. Why is that? That is the truest bet in the world. Why is that? We all going to die. We are all going to die. Insurance is the wealthiest game in the business right now. So that's why when you filling out that bank account, they slip that little paper in there and did that. that's when you're going through initial this, sign this, initial this, initial and date this, boom, boom, boom. In, the, in that package, if you read through it, you signed over an insurance policy because what the bank does, well, in the event they give you a loan, in the event they give you a loan, and you can't, you die first and you can't repay the loan, then the insurance policy will repay the loan. That part is true. But that had nothing to do with how they take your money and loan it out. If you were to drop $200,000 in the bank, ladies and gentlemen, and you say, hey, look, I wanna close this bank account out, I need all my money. They're gonna tell you to come back tomorrow. And then they're going to have you a check. Your money is not in the bank. Your money is a number <laughs> on their computer screen. And they're going to tell you every excuse in the world why they can't give you all of your money. Well, we can give you some of it. How much do you need? All of it. Give me all of my money. Well, 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 we're just not set up that way today. Uh, we got to get this approved and blah, blah, blah. Oh, they got the game down. And all the time, they'll write you a certified check. They're not going to drop you $200,000 cash, even though that's your money. They're going to give you a certified bank's check. And then that way, you got to go to another bank. See how they play? You got to go to another bank to cash it. You can't go to a check writing place or, or these old cash advance places and cash that in because now they eyes got big, which is legal loan sharking. They eyes have got, ooh, I'm finna hit them for 2%. So we gotta be smart with who we seek to get information from because the information is what's going to inform us on how to maneuver through this world, now I remember uh, um, back in it was I think this was on the first anniversary of the Million Man March. Again, information when the information come, um, I received information. Uh, I received word to start investing in silver, and I think I put this out there too on another podcast episode. Start taking your hard earned money and investing in this silver. You may not see it. You may not even understand why. But now, here it is 20 years later, going on 30 years later. 30 years later, what was told back then is now coming to fruition now because the bricks is coming in. I spoke about that. So now, thanks to what I started putting in play then. Now, first thing that I did, I started asking. Oh, uh, first, I, I went online, found out how much silver was trading for. Now, at that time, silver was valued at $9.73 or $0.78, somewhere around in the 70s, which was $10 a coin, $10, 10 bucks. But then, as I kept buying, then I, I started looking at, well, where can I buy it? Then, uh, 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 another brother that, that's in the mosque, uh, he said, Look, you need to start going to trade uh, pawn shops and just go in there and just start buying, pawn, buying the silver dollars from pawn shops. Really? Now, everybody that I knew, that I worked with, didn't even care about silver dollars. Everybody trying to get a dollar dollar. So to, they didn't know how to do it. They wanted to know, well, why, why, why are you asking about a silver dollar? So that's what I'm saying. Overall, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm saying is we got to be careful with who we seek advice from, especially when it pertains to the life that we want to live. If you want to be a millionaire, not even go that high. Let's not go that high. Let's make it realistic. If you want to put an extra $100,000 a year in your bank account, in your pocket, First thing you need to do is find somebody who's making two, dollars $300 a year. Ask them. Start there. Because to ask somebody who is making $50,000 a year, he can't tell you or she can't tell you. If you want to uh, uh, buy a $500,000 house, you can't ask somebody who owns a $60,000 house. He can't tell you how to do that. If you want to, if you want to know how to buy a free car, that right there just sounds absolutely crazy. So when you ask somebody, "Hey, look, man, how can I buy a free car?" Man, it ain't no sense to buying a free car. But yes, it is. Yes, it is. And there are steps and things that you would have to do in order to get that car for free. One, make sure that that car is six thousand pounds or plus. Thanks to George Bush Jr. Regardless of your politics. I don't care what your politics is. He put into play. George Bush Jr. Put into play. For buying vehicles at 6,000 pounds or more. It's a complete tax write-off. That's how it's free. You see, i going to pay the money to get it. Now, the second part of that is, it has to be a business vehicle. And then to write that off, see, this is information of why you want to seek. This is why I'm your plug. This is why I'm your favorite plug. I plug you in with the information you need in order to get you to where you want to be. This is what I mean by seeking out the right information from the right people. Now, do I have all the answers? No. But I guarantee you, if you give me 24 hours, I have you an answer. But anyway, but that's how you buy a free car. Now, over the years since George Bush Jr., some different things have changed in the parameters of the IRS and the tax deductions and the tax codes and what you can write off. Now it has gone down to only 80%. So you can write off 80% of the value of that car so let's just say this is why you see a lot of wealthy people driving the g-wagons six thousand pounds off the rip it's not a fashion thing it's not a style thing now it does look good don't get me wrong (laughs) hey that that g-wagon looks fire but also the range rover don't buy the land rover you want the range rover because of the weight don't buy the 200 and the 250 series Mercedes Benz. You want the five and the 600 series because of the weight. Because at that point, now you can write it off 80%. So you drop $100,000 on a G Wagon, a Range Rover, or those five 600 series Mercedes Benz, or a Suburban, the Escalades. When you now when you do that, you drop 100,000, you're going to get back 80. 80k year one. You can buy that vehicle December the 31st. Come January tax season, you can write off 80% of the value. Mm. That's why you want to seek out the right people. Now, what do you do with that other 20%? Because that's not free, Muhammad. Well, you got gas, insurance, tag registration, (laughs) oil changes, tires. Now you can write off the other 20%. Mileage. Ooh, did y'all know last year they paid 74 cents a mile? You know how many, look, even if you did the standard oil changes every three months, every 3,000 miles, that's $12,600 just in oil changes mileage. If you just did the oil change mileage, that's $12,000 you got back right there on top of the $80,000 that you initially wrote off. Now you're at $92,800. Is that not a free vehicle? you just bought a 2023 and you only paid about two to three grand for it. To me, that's a free vehicle. To me, that's a free vehicle. Then the next year, 2024, I'm going to write off all of the mileage all year long. I'm going to write off all the oil oil changes all year long. And then if I am smart in my business, I am going to tag it Under the business. Then that way, every time I sit in that car, I get paid. Now, if I'm super smart, I'm going to wrap that vehicle or I'm going to put something on that vehicle that's going to promote my business every day. I don't care if I'm going to McDonald's Burger King. I don't go to McDonald's Burger King. I don't eat out a whole lot. But wherever I drive i am advertising my business so i am getting paid this is how you get a free vehicle Mm. that doesn't mean you just don't go to the lot and then drive out of there with the keys that's not how it works so now a lot and a lot of people get caught up on the terminology especially when we post these things out on social media but yes is to get you to ask how do we do that how do i get a free vehicle now but over the years that people have been living and there are a lot of people that's been living longer than i have they didn't know that it's as it's people that have houses that they have worked 30 40 years paid for those houses but didn't know that instead of paying a 30-year mortgage, they could have paid it off in 10. Some cases I've heard where people have paid it off in 7 to 9. That sounds foreign to the average person. But you can't go and ask somebody who's renting, how to do that? Now, there is a game that I can tell you how you can rent for free. Mm. there's games or there's not a games but there is uh 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 secrets and strategies and techniques how you can write off your utilities how you can write off your groceries, how you can write off your mortgage how you can write off your rent you can most people don't even know that you can rent a room in your home to your business And it's all tax deductible. Your cell phones, your laptops, your computers, your cameras, your TVs. According to the IRS code, you have to prove two things. It is an ordinary and necessary purchase. Don't you need lights to run your business at home? Yes, that's an ordinary and necessary expense. Don't you have to pay the water bill in the bathroom that you use while you're working, at your office, at your home? Yes, ordinary and necessary expense. Heat, air, your desk that you are running your business from, ordinary and necessary expenses. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, we need to stop listening to people that's not living the life that we want, or uh, they can't even tell us. Even when you file your income taxes, let me tell y'all something, in this life that we live, the average person didn't even know, don't know, a lot still don't, you can write your vacation off. You can write your birthday off, your clothes that you own, not just them two pair of boots. That's why, and it's funny because the IRS only as a worker, as a 1040 worker, you can only write off two pair of boots a year. They mean to tell you, they telling you, you can only buy two pair of boots and get that wrote off as a deductible. That's it. So they want you to wear one pair of boots for six months before you can buy another pair and you can get that road off. Now listen to that. Not, not your Jordans, not your $240 pair of Jordans, not your Yeezys, not your LeBron James. The IRS tax code specified work boots. <laughs> That's, we have to start seeking out the people who have the information that can change our lives, not just in business, not just in business. If you want to know how to have, get a a better feel and an insight on how you can have a better relationship with your spouse, don't talk to somebody who's been married three times. That's crazy. You want to talk to somebody who's been married 20, 25, 30 years. Did you know in our lifetime, today's lifetime, we will never, ever see a golden anniversary ever again? Mm. And it's very rare that we will see a silver anniversary. That means you've been married 25 years. Go Golden 50 years. Very. We will never see a 50 year anniversary in our lifetime. Now, I'm not talking about the time that you've been together, the 15 years you've been together <laughs> before you got married. And then you're trying to add another 20 years of mar- or another 15 years of marriage. No, 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 no. That don't count. But what I'm saying is you want to know how. Talk to those people who've made it that long and stuck together. They got the secret. You don't talk to somebody who's been married 15 to 14 times. It was so funny, an episode on Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil, that's one of the reasons why he got taken off the air. Dr. Phil telling these people how to have their life and treat their children and raise their children and treat their wife. And then what just happened? He got divorced. You mean to tell me all of that information you've been giving people for years on television you weren't implementing yourself? This is why we have to seek out the right people with the right information to put us on the right path. Everything else, ladies and gentlemen, is just like the book called Bible and the Quran. We you keep seeking knowledge because knowledge changes every day. This life that we live is a practice. Nobody has figured it out all the way because we still live it. And as technology, as fast as technology is moving and as rapid as information is being put out there, we should never stop learning. And we should never stop progressing. Hey, I thank you guys for chilling with me, man, and rocking with me. Thank you for the support that you have given me over the years. Keep tuning in. I'm going to keep plugging y'all in with the information that you need. This is why I'm your favorite plug. RD Muhammad, thank you for tuning in. I'll see you guys on the other side and with the next episode. The next episode, ladies and gentlemen, is coming up next month. I'm going to take off the rest of these two weeks. Um, next month, I will have a brother that is in the financial industry out of California, uh, Mr. Hatch, Ken Hatch, Ken Hatch will be on the show next month, and he's going to be breaking down some things in the financial sector that you guys need to tune into. Tune in for that episode, and then I have another uh, multi uh, a millionaire that's coming on the uh, the show next month as well. He has a food truck business off of St. Simon's Island, which is a small Island right there next to Jekyll Island. Some of y'all know the history of the Jekyll Island, but he's coming on and he's going to be dropping some games. So for those of you who want to start a food truck, 2024, you might want to tune in to that episode because he's going to be dropping some serious game. I'll see y'all on the other side. Peace.